Coming up on today's edition of Locked On Eagles, it's Mock Draft Monday. We roll through another seven-round Philadelphia Eagles Mock Draft. This time, it's Blockbuster Trade Edition. What would happen if the Eagles traded a few of their first-round draft picks? What would that Mock Draft look like? That's coming up next right here on Locked On Eagles. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Eagles is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is you cover this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before because Bet Online is where the game starts. I'm Louis DiBiase. Thank you so much for joining us on this Monday edition of your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, Locked On Eagles. We thank you for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day, Monday through Friday. We have a podcast for you on all podcast platforms, as well as on YouTube and video form. And we're always on Twitter talking birds all throughout the day at Lockdown Birds, at DBLCLOE, and at GC24 underscore football. The NFL Scouting Combine kicks off tomorrow. So we are officially like we had the senior bowl the east west shrine game now the combine draft season is upon us eagles general manager howie roseman is joining the media at 2 30 tomorrow so we'll have takes on that for the podcast for the combine practices are now prime time so for our nine to fivers out there you get to watch the practices you're not going to miss them as you maybe used to when they were in the mornings they are going to be prime time in the evening Eastern time. So the combine is among us starting tomorrow. Gino and I did a preview of the combine on Saturday's edition of the show, diving into what players on offense and defense to keep a close eye on. And also on Tuesday, we did a show as well where we dove more into the philosophical, you know, discussion of the combine, the pros and cons of it, what teams should take out of it, what they shouldn't same with prospects, what there is to gain for a player at the combine, what there is to lose as well. So you can find those podcasts on all platforms and throughout the week, we'll have our takeaways on YouTube and on the platforms. So again, subscribe to both audio and video. But today is Monday, so our flagship show of the podcast, Mock Draft Monday, continues to roll on. And what we'd like to do with Mock Draft Monday right here on Lockdown Eagles, each week we like to do something different, right? It's not always just a, all right, the Eagles are at pick 15, 16, and 19. Let's take the best player available at all three spots. We like to experiment. First off, we like to take different players, have different discussions on prospects that could interest the Eagles at certain positions. But we like to, you know, prepare you for all scenarios. You know, what if the Eagles were to keep all three picks and just sit tight? What if they double dipped at a position? What if they took two edge rushers? What if they took a rookie quarterback in the first round? What if they traded up? What if they traded down? We like to go through all of that for you to prepare you because the draft is so unpredictable. And for all these mock drafts that we do and NFL teams do as well, no one really knows what's going to happen. Every single year, these mock drafts kind of go out the window when it comes to predictability, but you do need them to help prepare you for all these scenarios. That's why we like to use it in this way and use it less in a predictive form because that's the way they really should be utilized really laying out for you all these different scenarios that could play out. What would you do if this unexpected thing happens? Or, you know, what would you do? How would this scenario play out? How would you get your edge rusher if you decide to trade this pick or this pick? You know what I mean? So I think that's the the value of mock drafts and the value of it for mock draft Monday on LOE. Today's 
mock draft. I'm going to switch it up. A lot of talk today was about the Eagles and Russell Wilson. Again, that was the theme of debates on Eagles Twitter. Whether you like it or not, if the Eagles did make a blockbuster trade, and not just for a quarterback like Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson, but hypothetically, if they traded a first-round pick for another position. You know, I heard rumors this weekend that the Seahawks could maybe make DK Metcalf available. Not sure how legitimate that is, but, you know, Calvin Ridley is on the trade block. Who knows now with Amari Cooper, what's going on with him and the Dallas Cowboys. What I wanted to do with today's mock draft, because Howie Roseman himself is very unpredictable and he does a lot of different things. He's moved up draft boards. He's moved down. He has sat tight. He's traded picks for veterans as well, though. Today's mock is if the Eagles were to make a blockbuster trade before the draft that involved first round picks, hypothetically, most you know, this one is mostly geared towards a potential Russell Wilson trade, but it could also mean they traded for another quarterback, you know, a veteran star receiver, an edge rusher, something like that. This mock draft is about having fewer first round picks and how that would change your strategy, right? If you will have fewer first round picks as linebacker off the board, are you not willing to take a safety? Really? Does it come down to more of your core values because you only have you know, based on positions and importance of positions, because you only have, you know, a certain amount of picks compared to what you did have because of a blockbuster trade. So that's what we're going to do. Let's say the Eagles, and for this hypothetical, they trade for Russell Wilson. They give up two of the first round draft picks this year. They give up a fourth round pick this year. They give up a future pick as well that, you know, we'll just kick the can down the road and Howie Roseman's salary cap terms. And we'll worry about that later on. Maybe you throw in Jalen Hurts and Andre Dillard, right, to find a way to keep one of those first-round picks. So let's say this is a post-Russell Wilson blockbuster trade mock draft where they have a first-round pick still, a second, a third. They give away a fourth-round pick, so two fewer picks on day one, three fewer picks, I should say, on day one and early on day three. I think it'll switch it up a little bit, and I'm excited to get into this mock draft, and let's start it up. So again, I did that hypothetical trade for this scenario where I dealt the 15th overall pick, the 16th overall pick, and the Eagles' first fourth-round pick to the Seattle Seahawks for Russell Wilson. Also trading in this hypothetical, Jalen Hurts, Andre Dillard, the very popular hypothetical trade proposal that you're seeing right now along many Eagles media platforms and Twitter as well. So the Eagles still manage to keep, you know, they get Russell Wilson uh, and they get the 19th overall draft pick. So they get their star quarterback. They have their offensive line intact. Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, Miles Sanders on offense. Quez Watkins as well, heading into year two as a full-time starter. The offense is looking really good. In this scenario, it definitely does hurt the Eagles' defense 100% because these picks, I'd imagine, if the Eagles keep them, those four picks on day one and day two of you know the second round, those are mostly going to go, I would imagine, towards the defense, considering the Eagles' young offensive nucleus is intact. Um, so with Russell Wilson now coming in, though, the Eagles prioritize getting an elite quarterback. So now you only have one pick at 19, though. What do you do? Again, I think this would change their perspective because if they have 15 and 16, they might be willing more to say, you know, hey, at 19, we can afford to take N'Kobe Dean at linebacker. Hey, you know, uh, Trent McDuffie at cornerback. Maybe we want to take our CB2 this year, even though we have Darius Slay and Avante Maddox. But when you only have 19 overall because of the Wilson trade, that does change it up a bit. For me, in this scenario, the Eagles would go towards the bread and butter. 
offensive linemen, defensive linemen, maybe wide receiver is something they prioritize investing a lot of ammunition in. In this scenario, I would go with an edge rusher. You have to come away with one of these guys in this class, and not a lot fell. So you have Kayvon Thibodeau going early, Aiden Hutchinson as well, Jermaine Johnson going in the top 10, a lot of edge rushers, uh, Trayvon Walker going to Baltimore at 14, David Ajabo at 15, which was the Eagles pick to Seattle at 15 overall. But there is a player still available in George Karloftis at Purdue who does fall. And Karloftis is a player that has an extremely high floor. You're going to lose Derek Barnett. You're going to lose in a good way, Ryan Kerrigan. All you have is Josh Sweat and Brandon Graham. I think the Eagles would have to come away with an edge rusher. I think they would also like the safety of Karloftis. I think he's going to be a pretty safe prospect that's going to be a, a starter from day one. And when you trade all these assets for Russell Wilson, you want to make sure you get a starter in day one. And Karloftis, for me, I'm more worried about his ceiling compared to these other players. But I wouldn't say he's a Chase Winovich type that I'm nervous just you know, can't become a star. His athleticism does not compare to a Jabo or Thibodeau or Jermaine Johnson, but he also isn't like a C plus athlete. I think you're going to be surprised with how he tests out at the combine. So I'm going to go with, and look, I went back and forth, like Jamison Williams at receiver from Alabama, Trent McDuffie, the corner from Washington, Nicobe Dean, the linebacker from Georgia. I did consider Drake London, the receiver from USC as well. But I'm going to go with what I think the Eagles would do here. They would take George Karloftis long, can play well against the run. He got to the quarterback consistently at Purdue, and he is your starter opposite Josh Sweat, who is your pass rush specialist with Brandon Graham coming back as well. So that is the Eagles' first-round selection, only one in this scenario because they do, in fact, trade for Russell Wilson, giving up 16 overall and as well. 15. So Karloftis to me makes a lot of sense there, you know, based on what the Eagles, how their focus would shift for sure. So, you know, it's not a super sexy pick, but I do think that it would be very realistic in this scenario. All right. Pick 51 in round two. So the Eagles got their edge rusher. You know, you could consider double dipping. There's still some guys I really like Drake Jackson from USC, Nick Benito, the edge from Oklahoma, but we already got our edge rusher in Karloftis. We're going to go back to a few other positions that you would have considered in day one if you had three first-round picks, but it's linebacker, it's safety, it's corner. Unfortunately, my boy Tariq Woolen went off the board here. So I like Kair Elam from Florida. He is a lengthy corner that I think the Eagles want a lengthy physical corner opposite Slay with Avante Maddox in the slot. I like him here. Uh, Lewis Seen and Jalen Petrie, the safeties from Georgia and Baylor. But I still think the Eagles are going to spend a lot of money at safety and free agency. Somebody like Marcus Williams, you know, a big fish free agent. Uh, let's go to wide receiver. I don't love John Mechie the third from Alabama. I think that's too rich for this selection. So I'm going to go with a linebacker or a corner. And Christian Harris is sitting there at 39 overall prospect from Alabama. I'm going to go with Kair Elam, though, the cornerback from Florida. And he's kind of had a fall from grace, probably because of all the hype that, you know, Sauce Gardner's getting, Derek Stingley. You know, you have Tariq Woolen now being a big-time my guy for a lot of draft analysts out there because of the traits. You have Trent McDuffie, who Daniel Jeremiah loves and a lot of draft heads like, you know, you have as well. Andrew Booth, 
Like it's a good cornerback class for sure. So Kyer Elam has kind of fallen by the wayside. And I think that would be good value for the Eagles at 51. And again, he doesn't have to come in right away because I don't think he'd be ready to cover a team's wide receiver one every single game, but he won't have to considering he'll be the third best corner in 2022. And who knows if you re-sign Steven Nelson, he might not have to start at all. So I think Elam in the second round would be good value for the Eagles. And they go with an edge rusher and corner with their first two selections. We're up here in the third round at pick 83. One more pick before we take a break. And I'm thinking now maybe linebacker. This is around the range the Eagles would take one. Maybe wide receiver. Wendell Robinson from Kentucky, I really like. Explosive, you know, a slot receiver. If you're comfortable with Quez Watkins at the Z, Devontae Smith at the X, and you're not trying to fit that, you know, physical tall receiver into this offense, if you're okay with just straight production, even though some of these receivers are built kind of similarly, Wendell Robinson would be an interesting option. At safety, don't really love the board. Uh, We're at 83 overall. Sterling Weatherford is the best player available. He's the 124th overall ranked prospect. I feel like the Eagles could take a lineman maybe here at Ingram, the interior from LSU. I don't think tackle would be something they would consider. Tight end maybe. Jake Ferguson from Wisconsin I really like. I'm going to go though with a edge rusher that can kind of play the Sam linebacker role as well. He's from Penn State, and I think he is underrated here right now. It's Jesse Laquetta. I think Laquetta is a player that he dominated the Senior Bowl, first off. I thought he looked really good in the game on Saturday. And with this role with the Eagles, Jannard Avery was a guy that they used a lot to rush the passer. He was also playing in space at times. I know we took Karloftis there with that 19th overall draft pick, but I feel like Laquetta can be that hybrid player with a higher ceiling than Avery that I think Jonathan Gannon would want in this defense. And I think Laquetta is going to be around a third round draft pick. So, you know, is he the middle linebacker, every down backer you'd expect with a third round pick like a Davian Taylor, right? I don't think he's, he's not a stand up inside linebacker but he is a hybrid that in the third round could fit a role the Eagles are looking for. So those are my three selections with the top three picks in this mock draft. George Karloftis, the edge rusher from Purdue, the Florida cornerback, Kair Elam with the 51st overall pick, and then Jesse Laquetta with our third round selection, the linebacker from Penn State, 83 overall. Because again, we traded the 15th and 16th pick in the first round for Russell Wilson, and we also dealt a fourth rounder as well. We'll go through and finish up this mock draft rounds four through seven next right here on Locked on Eagles. And guys, today's podcast is sponsored by Built Bar. This is kind of the time of the year that some people like myself have given up on their New Year's resolutions, but we're not going to do that this year. We're going to eat right. And it's all thanks to Built Bar. And honestly, it's not even going to feel like you're eating right because you're going to enjoy eating Built Bars. They taste just like a candy bar, but It's all of the flavor and none of the guilt. Only 130 calories in every bar, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Well, Built Bar has all that flavor, but they're low calorie, high protein, and you can replace the candy bar with these delicious flavors of mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month as well is white chocolate cookies and cream. By the way, they have puffs now as well. 
They're the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, and they're not just a protein bar. They are an absolute treat. They have cinnamony churro right now, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. So good. Make sure you check out all these delicious options at built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you're going to get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, Eagles fans, welcome back in to this Monday edition of your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, Locked on Eagles. Louis DiBiase riding solo today. And today's scenario for the mock draft is a post-blockbuster trade draft. Let's say the Eagles were to make a deal for a star quarterback like Russell Wilson, you know, maybe a Calvin Ridley or DK Metcalf. In that scenario, they wouldn't only have one first-round pick. They'd probably have two. But again, it's a it's a blockbuster trade kind of scenario where you give up two first-round picks, you give up something like a fourth, um, you give up Jalen Hurts and Andre Dillard, and you land your star quarterback in Russell Wilson. What would you do? I feel like your mindset would change a little bit here. And I think the Eagles would, they want to, no matter what, come away with an edge rusher in this class. Tim McManus of ESPN said the Eagles are ready to invest significant resources in the defensive end position this offseason. And that is in the form of this mock draft of the 19th overall selection, George Karloftis, the edge rusher from Purdue, to go with Josh Sweat and Brandon Graham in 2022. But again, they're going to still want to add a high upside pass rusher, even if that's in free agency with like a Hassan Riddick in Karloftis is kind of that you know third or fourth defensive end in year one. But I think they would really be interested in my third-round pick, Jesse Laquetta, the hybrid linebacker, Gennard Avery-Sam type of uh, linebacker from Penn State. And then before that, in the second round, I took a lengthy corner that I think was mostly seen for a while as a first-round talent that's kind of fallen out of favor lately just based on the hype of other prospects. Kair Elam, the corner from Florida, we selected with our 51st overall pick in the second round. So we got an edge rusher, we got a cornerback, and we got a linebacker with our first three picks. Here in the fourth round at pick 122, I would almost kind of run to the, the podium with this pick. I really, really like Jake Ferguson from Wisconsin, and he is not a super sexy pick. He is not a star by any means. Like He's not going to be your Zach Ertz or your new Dallas Goddard. But I think, you know, it's not going to be the Goddard Ertz one two punch at tight end. But when the Eagles, you know, they're going to be mostly an 11 personnel offense in 2022 and beyond with Nick Sirianni. They were last year as well, um, even when they had Ertz and Goddard. But you still want to be able to play out of 12 personnel. You want to be able to have a second passing threat at tight end because when you play 12 personnel, sometimes defenses go in their base package. And when you have pass catchers at tight end, you can take advantage of that base defense. You know, most base defense now is nickel or dime. So again, fewer and far between. But the point still remains is that when you have athletic tight ends, that gives you an advantage in play action and with matchups as well. If you can get them matched up on a linebacker, Ferguson has really strong hands. He's long, he's tall. He just catches everything. And I feel like Goddard is your flashy run after the catch, deep threat tight end. Ferguson would just be that perfect number two. And I really liked Jack Stahl. I thought he run blocked really well, but you want to upgrade when it comes to receiving ability. And I want to come away, just like I want to come away with an edge rusher in this class, I really want a tight end from this class as well. And Ferguson is a favorite of mine late day two, early day three. And we get him early day three here with our fourth round selection out of Wisconsin. 
So we go with our first offensive player in the fourth round. Kind of unheard of for the Eagles in the draft, but uh, again, in this scenario, they spent two firsts on an offensive player and a quarterback, and they spent a fourth rounder on him. So they still, in this draft, invested in offense pretty significantly. So we have back-to-back picks here now in round five. 152 overall and 153. Let's look at running back. What do we got? Hassan Haskins from Michigan, Sincere McCormick from UTSA, Zamir White from Georgia. I don't know. I don't love that. At receiver, ooh, I like a couple guys here. I like Velas Jones Jr. from Tennessee. Really good route runner. Separated a lot when I was down in Mobile. Uh, Romeo Dubs as well. Strong pass catcher. Carson Strong's number one receiver from Nevada. Justin Ross from Clemson is also an interesting player here. Kind of fits that mold of a you know bigger body wide receiver. If he didn't have the 2021 that he did, you know the injuries as well would have been a much higher graded prospect, I think. Uh, but he fell out of favor last year, you know, based on the other against the other prospects. So this would be good value. JT Woods from Baylor, I do like too. Maybe I'll go back to back here with a safety and a receiver. I think that's going to be the plan. I'm going to go with Justin Ross from Clemson with this fourth, uh, fifth round pick. And so he can compete with, you know, whatever in this scenario, whatever free agent wide receiver you get. Um, who knows? Maybe you do go for like a Christian Kirk or a DJ Chark. DJ Chark would, I, I would like the Eagles to maybe double down. Like if they get a, you know, second tier, third tier free agent receiver, like a Chark, um, Justin Ross would be a nice competitive, you know, added addition um, in the fifth round. And then at safety, I'm going to go with a guy I really like from Baylor, JT Woods. I really, I really like those Baylor safeties. Jalen Petrie and JT Woods wore a lot of hats, versatile, good ball skills. And I just want to add depth. I want to add competition for Marcus Epps and Kevon Wallace. If you had, if you have Woods, Wallace, and Epps with like McLeod back in a big free agent signing, I think that's a good group of safeties. And between Epps, Wallace, and JT Woods, at least one of those guys will pan out where they'll be a reliable third safety. I mean, Epps was last year, but maybe you can upgrade and maybe hit on some potential like JT Woods has, and maybe that pushes more potential out of Marcus Epps. All right, round five continues. We have another pick here, 161. See, this is the cool thing. People talk all the time about potentially mortgaging the future for Russell Wilson. You know, in that kind of scenario, you're not mortgaging the future. Even if you had to give up three first round picks, you still have, I mean, we gave up two, which I think is realistic, and a fourth, and you still had a first, a second, a third, a fourth, and three fifths, four fifth round picks. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight selections before round five is even over. And you get your franchise quarterback. So everybody that says don't sell the farm for a quarterback, number one, you can never pay too much for an elite quarterback. But number two, the Eagles really probably wouldn't even have to. They can still get pretty much everything they want. Not to the luxury of you know having three firsts, but I'd rather have the luxury of having a top quarterback. So again, just use this mock draft as food for thought when considering what is too much in a trade package. You have the luxury this year of having so much draft ammunition that you wouldn't really have to sell your future. You can kind of have your cake and eat it too. Of course, that is if Seattle didn't want all three picks. All right, let's go to 161 here in round five. I kind of want to come away with a running back here and add some competition. You never know with Miles Sanders' future. Kenny Gainwell is the only guy you know you're going to have for more than one more year. Boston Scott and Jordan Howard are free agents. Hassan Haskins is a safe pick. Um, Pierre Strong, I actually like from South Dakota State. I think he'd be the most versatile guy. 
that has the most bang for your buck here. I actually like him higher than the, uh, the draft network grade. So I'm going to go with Pierre Strong Jr. from South Dakota State, which would be the second jackrabbit the Eagles took in the last four drafts with Dallas Goddard in the second round. So you have Pierre Strong Jr., the running back from South Dakota State. I think he actually compares kind of, and this isn't on purpose, to Bruce Anderson, the running back of North Dakota, who you guys know I was a big fan of in 2019, was actually my top graded running back, but let's keep that on the down low. Uh, Pierre Strong, I think, is versatile. He has soft hands. You know, he is good at making cuts, uh, a good vision, not a A-plus athlete, not crazy long speed, probably late 4-4s. Um, but at the same time, you know, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he's the next day three running back that instantly produces from day one. I mean, there's at least a few of those guys every year. Even a guy last year, most people don't talk about Ramondre Stevenson from the New England Patriots. Like you can find that guy every single year. And I feel like Pierre Strong could be that player for Philadelphia in a run heavy offense. All right. Pick 165 in the fifth round. See there, I'm telling you guys a lot of draft picks still. What do they have? We, oh man, this probably wouldn't happen, but we have not drafted a single offensive lineman. That probably won't happen, right? Although they have good depth. Let's take one now. Let's go with Lasita Smith, the interior offensive lineman from Virginia Tech. Continue to boost that depth. Jason Kelsey's got one more year, most likely. So after that, you're going to want to move somebody to center, Isaac Samalu or Landon Dickerson. You have the other guy at one of the guard spots. You have Jack Driscoll. You have Nate Herbig. Of course, you know, considering that they, you know, assuming they do resign Herbig, who's a restricted free agent, but you want to add that depth. You want to be, you want to have more than one option at each spot. So taking somebody in day three is almost a given. Where can we double dip here? Maybe another, you know, we've taken two edge rushers. Another cornerback could be on the board. Maybe another safety. A stand-up linebacker could make sense. A, a stand-up linebacker could make a lot of sense here. Uh, quarterback, Bailey Zapp. You trade away Jalen Hurts. You could trade Gardner Minshew away. You might need a backup for Russell Wilson. I'm going to do it for the second time back-to-back mock drafts for Locked on Eagles. We take Bailey Zapp, the quarterback from Western Kentucky. The Eagles have taken a quarterback every other year since, I think, like, over the last decade plus, since at least going back to Kevin Cobb every two years. And, you know, the rounds vary, but the Eagles have taken a quarterback. So we went with Bailey Zapp, the quarterback from Western Kentucky, who I thought was okay at the senior bowl. He actually, some people down there compared him to Davis Mills, could be a Davis Mills kind of player this year that surprises you um, and plays better than you think if he's given the opportunity. And if you can move Gardner Minshew for higher than the sixth round pick you spent on him last year, I say you do it and you're going to want to replenish that QB room because Philadelphia, they always invest in quarterback in this draft, especially they're going to do it twice with Russell Wilson and Bailey Zapp. All right, pick 204 here in round six, our final selection that we will make. Um, maybe double dip at wide receiver. Not a big fan of what's going on in that uh, pool. Maybe an interior defensive lineman. That can make it sense, but I don't really love the guys available there. Another edge rusher would be interesting. Probably not. They've invested a lot of in young cornerbacks, and we've already selected Kair Elam in the second round. You have Zach McPherson as well, day two. Um, you have a few other young players you got from trades last year, Vincent and Gowan. So I say cornerback will pass on as well. 
and we'll finish up this mock draft with one more lineman. We're going to take an offensive tackle from the University of Florida. We're going to take Gene Delance to finish up the mock. So that's going to do it, guys. That's going to do it for your Russell post-Russell Wilson trade mock draft. To recap what we did, the Eagles select George Carl Loftus, the Purdue edge rusher with the only first-round pick that we had, 19 overall. Kyer Elam, the Florida cornerback at 51. Jesse Laquetta, the hybrid pass rusher, linebacker, Sam Spot, your Gennard Avery replacement, Jesse Laquetta from Penn State. A tight end in round four, Jake Ferguson from Wisconsin. We take in Dave, uh, round five, Justin Ross, the receiver from Clemson, and JT Woods, the safety from Baylor. And we get a running back as well in round five, Pierre Strong, the running back from South Dakota State. Then we take some linemen and some quarterbacks to round out our mock draft. Lucita Smith, the interior offensive lineman from Virginia Tech at 165. 192, Bailey Zapp, the quarterback from Western Kentucky. And then our final pick at 204, Gene Delancey, the tackle from the University of Florida. So there it is. I'm going to post that mock draft on Twitter after the show. This is Locked on Eagles, guys. It's Mock Draft Monday. Coming up next, I want to recap what the Locked on NFL draft team did with their first three picks for the Birds in today's Mock Draft Monday. So we're going to see what the guys did over at Locked on NFL Draft for our Birds coming up next right here on Locked on Eagles. And guys, today's show is sponsored by the official sportsbook of the Locked on Podcast Network. It is Bet Online. Football might be over this year, but look, you can still make bets on off-season props, draft props, the combine. You've got the NBA. You have college basketball, the NHL, UFC, boxing, right to the Olympic coverage and information. Make sure you head over to betonline.net for all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land. Betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action because Bet Online is where the game starts. All right, Eagles fans, thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. I'm Louis DiBiase, wrapping up Mock Draft Monday. Today we did a post-Russell Wilson trade mock draft where we only had one first-round draft pick, but man, did we still absolutely kill it uh, with that mock, I think at least. I would have been very happy with that scenario. Wasn't my favorite draft based on prospects selected, but I thought the Eagles filled a lot of holes with what we did there. And they fill the biggest hole, which is having a top-tier quarterback. So to finish up the show, as I teased at the end of segment two, I want to get into what the Lockdown NFL Draft guys did with their mock draft today for the Eagles because they absolutely crushed it. If the Eagles are not going to trade their picks for Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, I don't know, Calvin Ridley, DK Metcalf, if they're not going to make that kind of trade before the draft and they're going to focus on you know, building within the draft with young prospects, keeping all these selections, which I doubt will happen. But if they did, the podcast guys, they could not have done better uh, for the birds. I love what they did. With the 15th overall pick, they took Jermaine Johnson, the Florida State edge rusher. They took Ahmad Gardner, the Cincinnati corner, Sauce Gardner for most of you, at 16 overall. And then at 19, they took the Iowa center, Tyler Lindebaum. So that makes a lot of sense, right? Two linemen with three of the picks and then taking a corner when you know the Eagles, the Eagles wanted to come away with a corner last year. I think they really wanted Patrick Sertain or JC Horn. I think no matter what they wanted to come away with a corner or a receiver. And when Jamar Chase and Kyle Pitts went, when Horn and Sertain went, uh, went, they went up for Smith, but 
I think they wanted to draft a corner early last year and they couldn't do it. They didn't want to force it. And so this year they come back around and take Sauce Gardner. With, if Jermaine Johnson fell, I mean, you run to the podium. I don't think he's going to fall to 15. Maybe you trade up a little bit for him. But if he's there, yeah, you don't even hesitate. And Linderbaum, look, with Jason Kelsey retiring next year, there's not a really natural spot for Linderbaum in 2022. But hey, there wasn't a natural spot for Landon Dickerson either when he joined last year with Brandon Brooks and Trench and Isaac Sayamalu. But injuries put him into the starting lineup. And you got to look again for the draft beyond one year. Linderbaum in 2023, you put him right in probably at center with Dickerson at left guard and Sayamalu at right guard, and boom, you continue to have one of the best offensive lines in football. So hats off to the guys. You get Sauce Gardner to go with Darius Slay and Avante Maddox. You get Jermaine Johnson opposite Josh Sweat, the Florida State edge rushers. Hell yeah. And then you get Linderbaum for the depth and for your future center. Works for me. Works for me. All right, guys, that's going to do it for today's edition of Locked on Eagles. You can find the podcast on all platforms, wherever you get the show. We're also in video form as well on YouTube, and we're on Twitter as well, at Locked on Birds, at DiBiase, L-O-E. Thank you again for making Locked on Eagles your first listen each and every day. Make sure to make Locked on NFL Draft your second listen with Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback, our boy from Locked on 49ers, Eric Crocker. They bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. I'm Louis DiBiase signing off as always. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for watching and listening, and let's go Birds.